from the number one best-selling author of Life Rescripted. You're now tuning in to the Year of Purpose podcast. I'm Zephan Moses Blacksburg. Tamara Thompson is the founder and creative director at Serious Take Productions, and she found her niche with inspiring storytelling within video production. She's passionate about golf, storyboarding, building relationships, and directing documentary films that inspire. She's produced, filmed, and edited for corporate clients such as Microsoft, Starbucks, and more, and left the corporate world knowing she wanted to become her own boss. She worked hard to gain clients such as Safeway, Gabriel Cosmetics, and Cole Hatter. She became she came to terms with realizing she wasn't a freelancer but an entrepreneur and has never looked back. Thanks so much for being here today, Tamara. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so you know, we were talking before we hit the record button that you and I both share the same birthday and we yes. also own video production companies. So That's... I'm sure we've got a lot to talk about today. Yes, we're both Virgos. I'm a little bit older than you are, but <laughs> okay, we had a similar journey on the sense of, of loving video production and starting our own companies and also being entrepreneurs. So that's awesome. You're not supposed to tell them you're older. I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I'm younger. No, <laughs> but no, thanks so much for being here. And uh, it's always cool to meet other video production professionals because, you know, we all run into the same sort of challenges, the same sort of experiences. We get to nerd out about camera gear when we want to and uh, it's really cool just to hear your story I love to get started just in hearing a little bit about your path because you know you mentioned to me that uh, you moved into this a little bit later in life and had gone to school previous to going to school for this degree Um, so maybe just walk me through a little bit of you know what did you originally go to school for Uh, what did you always think you were going to be when you grew up well, you know, I, I wasn't that, that student that really had the right direction or even a direction at, at the time. Um, a lot of my friends were going to four-year colleges directly out of high school, and I decided to go to a community college because I didn't want my parents to try to come up with extra money on something that I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. So I said, you know what, I got my first job at, at 15, and I basically worked my way through college I paid for my community college and my own cars and everything like that and and I got just basically my first uh, AA transfer degree um, thinking that you know eventually I'll go back to school and find something that I want to do and so I did that and then I later in life I um, started working with uh, fitness and so I was a fitness specialist and a nutrition specialist and went to school for a, just a two-year technical degree for that for a while and then during the time of being in the fitness industry, I wasn't very happy with it, um, even though it was fun. But, you know, I, I'm a creative person and I, you know, can't get super creative all the time with like workouts and, and meal plans and stuff like that. So I uh, I used to run around with a video camera um, when I was like 25, just making silly YouTube videos when YouTube first came out. And uh, my friends and family kept telling me, well, why don't you turn it into a career? And I was like, oh, no, it's just a hobby. And so about four years later after that, I went back to school in my late 20s for video production at the Seattle Art Institute. And that's where I really dove in, started learning more about video production, really taking it seriously because I was actually interested in it at that point. And the last year that I was actually a student at, at the college, I actually started my own business and started my first documentary and all sorts of things like that. And it just kind of went from there. And I'm like, this is what I love. So <laughs> this made sense at that point. 
That's awesome. And we're definitely going to jump into um, the really cool documentary that I know you guys premiered recently in a little bit here. Um, Jumping back to just, you know, being in the fitness industry, uh, kind of having this itch or knowing that it wasn't totally the right thing for you. You know, what are some of the other signs that other people tuning in right now might see in themselves, whether they manifest, you know, physically or mentally or even emotionally uh, to know that you're just not quite in the right place and it's time to like keep looking for something else well you know for me it was that sense that um you know i'm i'm always punctual at this point but when i was in the fitness industry i I was always clocking in like two three minutes late i was always getting talked to like you know the only people that i really enjoyed speaking with were like the actual clients and members of the club I, i never was interested in in making connections with the people at the workplace like there was just something missing. Mm. And that was with any industry that I did. I also, uh, for about four years, I was an associate teacher for the YMCA and I worked with kids. And But I didn't connect with any of the adults or the other teachers, but I always connected with the kids because I think the kids were always playful and creative. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play you chess and I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> and the kid, and so the kids would line up to play me chess because they're like, oh, we want to beat Tamara, you know, things like that. Because I always like the fun, you know, playful, creative, type of work and then when video kind of came into line I just kind of realized like hmm but I you know if you're at your your workplace and and you're 70% of the time you're thinking I don't want to be here or if you know if you walk in what I notice about a lot of people especially in the retail industry if I if I go into like a like say a grocery store or something and I say hey how's your day going you know they're checking me out they're like oh it's great it'll be better when it's over you know like when you have that mentality like you obviously shouldn't be there. <laughs> you need to find something that, that, that you like. If it's, you know, if you like rock climbing or if you're like the outdoors or something, maybe you, you look into becoming a rock climbing instructor, go work at a rock climbing club or become a national forest, fork, forest ranger, you know, things like that. Like just find what it is that you're, that you actually like to do as a hobby and find a way to, to monetize it, you know? So it's just I, I run into people all the time, and it just it makes me sad to to listen that people just they're like, oh well, today's my Friday, so you know it's better. And, you know, it's you know I I work all the time, so I work. You know, I don't take breaks a lot. I don't take I don't do the Monday through Friday thing. I'm hustling on Sundays, and people are you know watching you know football or whatever. I love football, by the way, but <laughs> and I'll take breaks to watch football. But I'm you know out there if I need to have a meeting with somebody in Australia or, you know, the UK, like I'm going to get up at the time that I need to, to be, or if there's a webinar at 4am my time, then I'm going to get up and listen to it because that's what's going to help me grow. So there's just, there's a lot of things that people just need to take action with if, if they're not happy. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about the people who, you know, when you ask how their day is going and they're like ready for it to be Friday afternoon, it actually makes me think back to uh, someone who is a client of mine and also someone who, you know, I've uh, listened to everything that he's said, even though I'm just the guy behind the camera, but I've listened to everything. And uh, David Nagel actually said this great little thing that I cut into a video for him. And he said, you know, this can be as good as you want it to be or as bad as you don't want it. And it's totally up to you. And I think that uh, we kind of settle for that comfortable paycheck of, you know, every two weeks or whenever that comes for Mm -hmm. you. I I think we like settle into that comfortable space. And then we realize that we're not really comfortable. We're actually quite very uncomfortable because it's not where we want to be. And uh, so I I think that a lot of people have felt that way for for quite a long time. And, you know, it takes a little bit of a tipping point for us to make a change. And you mentioned that 
uh, it took like three or four years when YouTube started to come out and you were running around making videos. Uh, why do you think it took you so long to to kind of work your way into the company and things like that uh, and have that sort of four year time span or that space before you were like, yes, I'm doing this. This is where I need to be. This is exactly what I want to do. Well, you know, that's like that story is another story in itself. Um I'll go into detail about it a little bit, but um, in my mid to late twenties, I used to feel like I wasn't um, I wasn't in the place for a lot of things. I wasn't quite happy with myself, so um, I actually, when I turned thirty, right right about the time I started my own business, I actually quit drinking. Um, Mm. And so I'm actually five years sober now. So that was a big part of my life. Um, Drinking was just not for me. And so that was my biggest, you know, roadblock. And, you know, and it's fine if people, but it was something that was being consistently social drinking a lot. And so that was basically what kind of stepped me out. I was drinking a little bit when I first uh, started going back to college. But then when I hit 30, I literally was like, I need to do something because there were decisions that I was making that were either going to hurt myself or my, or somebody else or even my family. So that, I mean, it's a little bit of a deep note there, but that really was my turnaround point. And I got so clear on what I wanted to do with my life. And I just realized that, you know, if I don't change my lifestyle right now, like nothing's going to come of it. Like if I want to be successful and there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there and, you know, I, I don't mind if people drink around me or what, whatever, but if you listen to a lot of the, the successful entrepreneurs, um, most of them don't drink anymore. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting to hear their stories and they're like, you just, you can't be as clear, you know, you can't wake up or cl- cloudy from the night before or things like that. So that was a, that was a big turning point for me. And that's kind of when I was like, just go for it. It's really interesting to, to hear you say that. And, you know, first of all, congrats on five years. That's an amazing accomplishment. And thank you very much for sharing that because I know that it takes quite a bit of courage for sharing that. So thank you again for that. Um, I, you know, I've noticed that too, though, like we had, you know, St. Patty's is coming up this week at the time of recording this. And Mm -hmm. uh, we did a bar crawl this past weekend with all my friends and everybody's drinking quite a large amount. And I had Mm -hmm. like maybe two drinks and that was it the entire day. And I've noticed that as I'm getting older, as I'm taking over more responsibilities in my business and just as an entrepreneur and also, you know, as a role model for many people, like I've found that I I don't really enjoy it as much. Um, So I think that that's definitely a big part of entrepreneurship is, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, having yourself clear both, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in all aspects of your life so that you can really make sure that you're running on all four cylinders. Very, very true. Yeah, there, there's so many things. And, you know, I, I learned a lot actually from the entrepreneurs in our documentary, Inspired by Eleven. Um, is there anything in particular? Were you able to to check out our trailer or anything like that? You know, so I've been following the, I watched the trailer. I've been following, you guys just launched it recently. So I saw the photos from your big premiere night and uh, yes, that had amazing. to be super fun. <laughs> and I mean, you guys have some big entrepreneurs in here. So let's jump into that. Let's yeah. let's talk about, you know, tell me what was, where did the documentary start? Um, what did it become? And then we'll move a little bit into some of the things you pulled out of interviewing these people. Yeah. Um, so I'm that type of person that's just pretty much a go-getter and I just, I'm very persistent and positive and, 
you know, I, I just, I'm a connector as well. I, I could basically be a publicist if I wanted to, <laughs> just because I'm just one of those types of people that connect with people all over. It doesn't matter what platform it is, if it's Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or emails. Um, my business partner, uh, Danielle, and I, um, I was working on a project uh, a couple years ago called Artist Encore, which is a web series that we launched because I was a pretty big fan. I'm a pretty big fan of music and just upcoming artists. And so I was a fan of like NBC's The Voice. Um, and then, of course, there's our American Idol and The X Factor when it was on. And I had had the idea at the time to go out and do a follow-up web series on these artists, basically stating you know, see what they're up to now, what was the biggest takeaway from these reality music shows and just, you know, get more exposure that way as well as have these people connect with me, build the relationships and hire me for like music video productions because at the time I really loved music videos. I, I still do, but I don't focus on that anymore. But um, so I connected with like people like Adana Duru. She was in um, the top 10 of American Idol this past season. Um, you know, Natalie Hernandez, who was, on NBC's The Voice team, like Christina Aguilera, like season three, just different people. And um, so I started reaching out to these people. And when I was, I got, got a couple of sponsors, very small sponsorships. A lot of it came out of my own pocket, but I was very passionate about what I was doing and trying to connect. And so when I got finished with that project, um, my business partner was like, why are you, why are you working with starving artists? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, good question <laughs> because at the time I thought it was a good idea and then I realized I was like well they really don't have a lot of them are like college students themselves or they're young or they're they're very ambitious like me and that's why I wanted to connect with them but not in the sense that there was ever going to be any money made out of this really unless it was to be moved up to like a, a television show right. right and so after that and, and Danielle is a big business book reader and I honestly can't sit still to read very, <laughs> very, very often. And uh, people will be like, Oh, what'd you think of that book? I'm like, I'd have to listen to it <laughs> because I just can't, can't read. I just, I'm like that. And so, um, she was reading, um, Lori Grenier's we're a big fan of shark tank and I'm a big fan of CNBC's the profit with Marcus Limonis. Oh yeah. And so my goal, I was like, I'm going to reach out to these people. I'm going to connect with these people. I'm going to make it happen. And so I started reaching out to Marcus Lemonis' team and, and all these things. But well, let me go back a little bit first. But before that happened, um, Danielle was reading Laurie Grenier's book, um, Invent It. What is it? Invent It. Sell It. Bank It. And um, she was like, why don't we reach out to entrepreneurs? And so she comes up with this idea and I'm the one that always takes action. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So literally we started, she started drawing little doodling sketches of what a logo would be. We're like, well, how many entrepreneurs would we interview? And we started like with 22, 24. We're like, oh, it seems like a summit, right? And so we're like, well, it might be too many for a, a documentary. So we get down and we start seeing 11 everywhere, like on our receipts, 11, 11 on the clock. You know, we're like, make a wish, you know, <laughs> different things like that. And so 11 just kept popping up and we're like, inspired by 11 and we're like okay I'm like I can see the the number 11 inside a light bulb like the little you know little light things that pop up in the middle of the light bulb and so it just kind of made sense and it kind of fell into place so then we started doing the research of who we would want to interview um, because we wanted to the whole goal is to inspire educate and instigate the will to achieve as well as to inspire people to take action and to really niche down to like find their niche you know and so that I started doing the part of actually reaching out. And so I'm extremely persistent 
And I now have Marcus Limonis and Lori Grenier from Shark Tank following me on Twitter. <laughs> like I've connected with them in mess- direct messages on Twitter. I've connected with their teams. And they they weren't a part of this first project, but we um, are still in communication and potentially of, of a sequel. That's awesome. And um, I'm, I'm like, one day, I'm like, this is, this is going to happen. So we started doing things and um, honestly, we started doing the research. And I was like, well, wouldn't would it be inspiring if we brought 11 different entrepreneurs on board that like really focus on different niches so that because when you think about it, they all tie together. So like you have like Pat Flynn, who's a big podcaster and John Lee Dumas, who's a big podcaster, but John Lee Dumas had focused a little bit more on like webinars that convert in in his portion and Pat talked more about podcasting. Um, And then we had a couple of business coaches, but one of them was talking more about like actually the coaching side one was talking more about like being like more of an influential entrepreneur and um, just kind of mixing it up, but tying it together because everyone needs all these people connect because most of them have podcasts. Most of them have blogs, you know, most of them do webinars, you know, most most of them have been an author. We have uh, Michael Parrish Dudell, who's the author of Shark Tank Jumpstart Your Business. He's on, on our film and we have um, Heidi Lovig, who's the CEO of Heidi Ho Organics. She was on, I think, the 100th episode of Shark Tank, and she was picked up by Lori Grenier. Um, and so we interviewed her, and just, just a lot of different different things started happening this year with it. Nice. But, yeah, it was, it, it was crazy, but um, we just launched it online. But we had our premiere two weeks ago, which was amazing. We had over 225 attendees come out, and seven of the 11 entrepreneurs were there for a Q&A afterwards. And we even had a, a guy come up to us, and, and he said, I, he's like, I go to a lot of events, and this wasn't meant to be exactly a networking event, but he said, this was in my top three <laughs> networking events this past year. And I was like, wow. <laughs> That's really cool, because you wouldn't expect like a movie premiere to be... I mean, I'm sure you meet people in the crowd and stuff like that, but like, mm-hmm. I guess that's not where you expect to meet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was crazy, because we, we had the premiere and the show the film. We did a Q&A, and we did... We surprised the audience with massive value of these. We did 11 giveaways, obviously 11 inspired by 11. And we did a, a master giveaway that was over, worth over five figures um, within just this, this goodie bag of, of stuff that we're giving away along with a branding trailer from our own company, Serious Take Productions. And everyone just got so excited and people were just hyped up and we were taking pictures afterwards and just everyone was smiling like we we have the video footage that we're going to be putting together too from it. And so I'm excited to, to see all that too. That's awesome. So let's talk about, you know, you've interviewed all these entrepreneurs. You've obviously learned a ton from them. You know, were there any big things that stuck out to you or maybe even that surprised you as you were learning, uh, you know, how they grew their businesses or what they struggled with or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe anything that it inspired you to, to dig deeper or grow, you know, even higher? Yes, the, the whole this whole journey has actually been inspired uh, for us to rebrand our whole business as well as become more clear on what we weren't clear with in the beginning. Um, from especially from Allison Maslan, you were talking about the uncomfortable thing. She has a saying that she's like, "You have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable." Um, that was one thing that you know I'm. I'm, I'm okay. Like I, I can take risks and I'm not afraid of rejections and things like that. So people are like, Oh, how'd you, you know, get in touch with this person? And I was like, well, I tweeted them or I emailed them or like, <laughs> how'd you get, how'd you do this? I'm like, I just asked, you know, like things like that. And, um, and people don't understand, like 
yeah, I was I was very persistent. So a lot of these people told told me no, and I turned no's into interests into yeses, and so um, that's the way I am. But when learning from these people and interviewing them, I'm the type of person that has so many ideas at once that I just I'm and I, I can never get clear with mm-hmm. exactly with what 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 I need to do. And so, like, I'm like, okay, we can do this and this and this. And they're like, I literally, this is funny because this just happened yesterday. So I, I uh, actually wrote Allison Maslin, and she is in our film. And I was talking to her about this one-day event that we wanted to hold. And I asked if she wanted to be a part of it. So it's very long, detailed, and very detailed emails. And everyone loved that about me. She comes, writes me back. She goes, what is your goal? <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, that's, I was like, she always gets me on, like, you just have to be really clear on what you're trying to do for your audience. And so, like, I learned about that. And then uh, from another coach on it, Amy Yamada, she was, like, she always talks about authenticity and, and how, you know, you just really need to be yourself and, and figure out, again, on the whole clarity thing. And so this last year we focused on really figuring out what we wanted to do and not just video production but creative storytelling, like, through the video production because that's where I get really excited about things. So we started a products called uh, Professional Branding Trailers that – that really showcase the person. So we, we deep dive, I personally deep dive with people into um, storyboarding. So I'll sit down with you for like an hour or two to really figure out what their focus is on their, their, their branding trailer. Cause people like get ideas and they're like, well, you know, I'm not quite sure. Or they've tried to shoot videos for their websites before, but they're not happy with, with how it came out with other companies. Mm-hmm. So I really sit down and ask them, I say, what, what is your, your focus? What is your goal here? What do you want to showcase? And we really want to showcase, like, come up with a script or what are they going to share on, on camera about them personally? Like, wh- what is it that, that, that people want to know about them that they're not just pitching to somebody? You know, they're getting to know them more personally, more in depth. They're sharing a story that people are like, wow, you know, like, I really want to work with them, like, no matter what they do, like, not just because they're a salesperson or something like that. So that's where we define our ourselves and really becoming creative and really showcasing that passion that these people are doing as entrepreneurs. So we started working with um, high-end entrepreneurs. We just shot John Lee Dumas's uh, branding trailer for um, EO, EO Fire. And uh, we shot one for Cole Hatter recently, and those are going to be releasing online soon. Nice. And, and you've really gotten in touch with quite a few amazing entrepreneurs. I'm just a bit curious because I know, uh, you know, people tune into the podcast and I'm sure there's some entrepreneurs that they resonate with uh, and they, much like you, might want to get in touch with them. And I know that not everyone can get through, like, these are busy guys. And if they answered everybody, like, they wouldn't have a business left anymore. But were there anything in particular that you found that uh, set you apart or, you know, put your email at the top of the inbox? or your tweet at the top of the DM inbox, you know, what was it that you did that really got their attention that allowed you to connect with these people? Well, the short, the story that I shared, um, with the people at the theater, um, a lot of people had asked how I really got these people on board and it's all about providing value. Um, in the sense that I, I know how to write in a way that they can tell that I'm authentic and I'm really passionate about what I do. So I asked John Lee Dumas, I said, John, when we were shooting at his, his condo in, in San Diego, I said, what was it that made you want to work with me? He's like, he's like, Tamara, he's like, I just read your, your message and you were just so real and you're to the point and I could tell you're just very passionate about what you do. 
you know, and, and he's like, I just knew right by reading your message that, you know, he's like, I turn down people every day. He's he just, he said there was something about me. And I was like, well, that's, that's great. <laughs> but the, the, the thing though, that, that I do with those messages though, is that people don't realize is this last year, I, we spent over 20,000 plus dollars out of our own pocket to produce this film. So we went out and did a lot of, um, things for free, basically. So we provided tons and tons of value for these people, offered different products and things for free in order to to um, work with some of them. And some of them were already on board, but in a lot of them, they could tell that I'm passionate through email, so then we'd take a call. And whenever I talk to somebody on the phone, they can already tell that 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 I enjoy what I do and I really do want to bring value. So you always ask what they need first. You never, you never write someone's trying to pitch somebody like a cold lead like you have to warm up the situation you have to get to know them you have to get to know what they what they need if they need anything at all if they don't need anything at all then you say is there something that you would like you know is there something that we can do for you like what is it because I'm a a little guy here trying to work with you know a larger entrepreneur at the time so I just you just ask and so you basically just keep it open-ended and from there, we just started building relationships, and then they started hiring us for things down the line. There, there's this. I I was extremely excited this la- this last month. We um, Vince Reed is is one of the people on our on our um, documentary, and he just started a new. He sold his company Mitts, and he just started his internet traffic factory uh, company. And you know, it's funny because I've only been friends with with Vince uh, on Facebook, and he has his his assistant and business partner, uh, Vinny, who I've been in communication with the whole time. Like I never had Vince's cell phone number. I never had Vince's email address. It was like one of those things like he only gave that out to his high end clients and that he just really pays attention to that. You know, and he makes, you know, six, seven figures sometimes monthly. (laughs) And and so, you know, when I got to the point a couple months ago, I was shooting an event down in California. He wrote me on Facebook. He said, what's your, he said, what's your uh, cell phone number? So I, I, I wrote it to him and he goes, great. I'm going to text you my address. And so <laughs> he's like, he's like, come over, we're going to chat. And so we've been chat, chatting about some potential uh, partnerships on th- some things uh, here in the future, potentially with his, his new company. And so, you know, that, that got me excited. And then, you know, just this, just this past week, I got his new email address. Nice. Those are the things that you you take time to build these relationships with these people that are going to be, you know, it's it's all about building the relationship. You, you can't just throw yourself at them. Nobody likes that. And and so that's how I built from these people. And now I have meetings with them. I email half of these entrepreneurs weekly. Like I, ha- I ask them for ideas and suggestions on things, and we've become friends. And so it's just it's been a great experience. Well, and I think the best way to round off this episode, and I think you really nailed it, was you said, you know, they could tell I was passionate about it. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning, you know, speaking as to the employee who's like, you know, can't wait for Friday afternoon to come around because they get off of work. And I, I think people can tell that they really they know if you're lying through your teeth that you don't want to be there. <laughs> and so I think you're absolutely right that, you know, you have to figure out what it is that you're so passionate about that everyone knows it when they see you, you know, they can tell that your face lights up or even if they're on a phone call, you know, they can hear it. And so I think that that's a big part of that as well. 
Yeah, no, and, and this film in, in general, like we got so much good feedback from it. Like somebody took, everybody in that audience said, that, that spoke to me personally, said that they took something from this film and that's why we, we launched it online. So anyone that, that wants to check it out, you can go on Vimeo On Demand and look up Inspired by Eleven, the documentary. And yeah, we, you, we have rentals and you can purchase downloads and stuff. But I totally encourage anyone that's just kind of stuck or maybe they just haven't found, you know, really clear clarification on their niche you know because you can be passionate about something but then really trying to figure out what it is within that that you want to do because you can be a podcaster but then you have to figure out what your your mission is what, mm. what is your storyline going to be is it going to be conversational is it going to be set you know like John Lee Dumas is where he's a very set you know uh, type of show you know there, there's just so many different things that you have to, to take into consideration and another thing I want to throw in there real quick is um, Pat Flynn he he says the biggest thing is, what is your why? Why are you doing this? You know, and his was basically to be spend more time with his family, and so that is his big why to why he does podcasting and he creates and grows and monetizes from that because he's able to do that and have things continuously grow, and he's able to spend his you know time at home, work from home, you know, spend time with family. So people just really need to think about those things. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of Pat, as I'm sure many people on the podcast know. I was interviewed on his podcast not too long ago. I saw that. Congrats. uh, Thank you. He's really just awesome, down-to-earth guy. Like, it was one of those things where I had been corresponding with him a little bit over email for like three or four years, and then to finally meet him in person, I was just super starstruck. (laughs) And, uh, but just such a cool, down-to-earth guy. It was so amazing to see that, like, he literally is the same person in person as he is on stage as he is on the podcast and uh, I think a lot of these guys are like that and Tamara this has been an amazing episode so far Uh, it looks like we can head on over to see Inspired by Eleven on Vimeo or uh, you know what's the best way to keep in touch with you see what's going on with your company and uh, watch you grow what's the best URL for that yeah, I mean, I would say we're, we're pretty consistent on our Facebook. I have an actual um, page for myself, Director Tamara Thompson, you can look up, or Serious Take Productions uh, Facebook, or you can even uh, apply or, or request information at SeriousTakeProductions.com. We also have an Inspired by Eleven Facebook that we've been pretty consistent on over there, too. So any things on updates with the, the film and potentially a sequel coming out here, um, yeah, the Facebook's pretty good and, uh, or just writing us through our, our website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing part of your journey thank with you. everyone tuning in. And, uh, I look forward to staying in touch with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey everyone. It's Zeph. Did you like this episode? Be sure to subscribe so that you can tune in next week and tell a friend about the show. If you want access to free training and exclusive interviews on success, happiness, lifestyle design, and adventure, visit me at yearofpurpose.com. Until next time, go out and let life surprise you so that you can live a life rescripted. scripted